Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In this week's episode, the cousin Joe um, calls in, joins the podcast for us to talk about Chance the Rapper's new mixtape coloring book. You do not want to miss this episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. Um, this week, we're going to have another episode similar to the Drake episode a couple weeks back. Um, the homie Joe um, is joining the pod today for us to talk about Chance the Rapper's new project, Coloring Book. Um, I want to apologize in advance. We had some technical difficulties, and the audio is not that great. Um... But it's a working, it's a work in progress. Um, still um, figuring out the best way to do this cross state audio, but won't have to deal with it for long. But um, I hope that you enjoy the episode anyway. Here is my conversation with the cousin Joe. All right, welcome back to the podcast, homie. Um, feels like it's been you know two weeks or something since I last heard from you. That's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, we last had you on to talk about uh, Drake's views, but of course, our homie from the shy, uh, Lil Chano from 79th, he decided to bless us um, with his third mixtape uh, coloring book. Um, excuse the audience if there's some few technical difficulties, we'll work it out throughout the podcast, but. Let's get this money, even though this is free. Um, <laughs> um, so you know how it is. I'm, I'm going to get your first impressions, and then we're going to go song by song, 
and talk about each one. Um, so, so what's your first impressions of Coloring Book? Uh, I definitely, I definitely like Coloring Book. As of right now, I like it better than Drake's to put it views to put perspective. Oh yeah. Um, I like the the gospel feel that was uh, uh splurred throughout the album, probably about three or four times. Um, and he had a lot more features than I expected. Well, than I'm used to him having. So, um. I was really excited about that, so, uh, yeah, I, I really like the album, man, it, it gets you energized, he just, he had, he only had, like, a few smooth tracks, so, I really like this album in terms of, you know, it gets me hyped, having fun with it, you know, you can always dance to Chan's song, so, yeah, we can get into one by one, but yeah, this song was good to me, especially the gospel feel. Let's me know how I was raised with roots, you know. Real talk, <laughs> man. That was one of the things I was thinking the whole time. Because, you know, we was raised in the church. All the songs that he sampled, I knew what they were immediately. I was like, exactly. I was like, yo, did he just sample Fred Hammond? Fred <laughs> Hammond? Um, I was like, yo, he got that cleared through Fred. Um, but, yeah, man, like. I would I would even say that the gospel is is present throughout the entire album, uh, much less through like three or four tracks. I I felt it through almost every song. Um, the my first impressions of this is that you know Kanye has finally passed the torch. Um, as far as like Chicago's artist, you know, for a long time, it was it was Kanye like. He's Chicago's artist. But as far as, like, nowadays, you know, Kanye's always going to be ours, but he's passed the torch. Chance is someone who's Chicago through and through. He's about the community. He's about Chicago music influences. He's about Chicago artists. Like, minus the people that were featured on the project, a lot of the people who gave background vocals to this project, Chicago artists. Aaron Allen Kane, BJ the Chicago Kid. Um... Saba, like there's a lot of Chicago artists that he's and and a lot of people that went to my high school, um, Macy Stewart who was part of Kids These Days, um, Seema Cunningham all delivered some great vocals, um, to the project and and then also the Social Experiment of course his band they're all Chicago artists, um, I I'll get into some more Kanye Chance talk toward the end but um yeah i think that chance has definitely stepped it up on this project it's my favorite out of the three that he's released i i think it's his best work to date um but yeah let, let's jump into it let's jump into it so the first track speaking of um is all we got which features kanye and the chicago children's choir so what do you think what do you think about that one I like I like how you reached out to the Chicago's Children's Choir. I really did. I I really appreciated that one. Um, other than that, I, I love the song. I thought it was a good song to get you, good intro to get you uh, to the, a good feel for at least the first three songs on the album. Um, I would have like I don't know. I think Kanye did his part more behind the scenes, but if he would have had a verse, that would have been crazy. But uh, like you said, you, you gave a good point. You know, by him, you know, having minor roles um, 
in this song and in, in the album behind the scenes, that is sort of like him passing the torch, you know, like, because I feel like if Kanye would have had a, a verse on here, it probably would have superseded, you know, his verse, or he would have been trying to compare it too much, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and we all know how Kanye is, so, but I like the this whole song, you know, music all we got type thing, you know, I like the verses and everything, so, and then he gave a shout out to the his baby mama and his, his baby, I really like that shout out, you know. Because, uh, you know, I always got to have a woman beside you. So, mm-hmm. shout out to my girl, you know. Uh, yeah, you know. But, yeah, that was a good, that was a, I like this intro. This intro always gets me going. But even though he, he snapped with Kanye's intro on his, so I feel like that was kind of funny that it was both on each other's intro on their album and stuff. So, yeah. And, and that was the thing, because the first line, um, he says, this is the intro not the entree had that intro with kanye and i was like man that's kind of a double meaning because he could be talking about ultra light beams or he could be talking about this song because they both were the intro tracks and it was kanye and him um i thought that was interesting man this song from the first time he said and we back like from the first one i was like yo it's already it's already about to be a classic (laughs) i didn't even need to hear anything else i know um, social experiment and Donnie trumpet, they really, they really left it all out there. Like from this first song, you hear the trumpets coming in and the, it, the album, the entire album, and especially this song is so joyful. Like the vibe that like yeah, yeah. continuously runs throughout the entire album is so positive and warm. Um, really like the colors of the, the, the cover art, like the feeling that you get from those colors is what carries through the entire project. Um, fun fact, I uh, meant to mention this. In the um, cover art, he's like looking down and like smiling, right? So I read an interview with the photographer who did the cover art. It's also the same photographer who did the art for 10 Day and Acid Rap. Um, and he said that Chance was actually holding his daughter at the time and like looking down at his daughter and he said, Yeah, I want the I wanted to capture what it was like what that face and that expression was like for my cover. So he was actually holding his daughter at the time, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um right. and you can see in his face, like it's just it's just pure like adoration. <laughs> so um I thought that was pretty cool. Um as far as the first song, it was bars right off the top. Um, he had Kanye come in in the minor role with the um, with his auto tune, and he was kind of it was almost like Kanye was leading the choir because they were you know they were f- flowing behind whatever Kanye said, um, and then the the choir is so prevalent in this entire album like almost every song has like some sort of chorus either in the background or as part of the song, um, but we know how Chance likes to kill it on intros and outros you know on acid rap. He had um good ass intro. And it was it was similar to this song in that it came in with all these instruments and it was like super like it was super hype. Um so I think, you know, he did a great job of starting off this this mixtape. Yeah, I um one thing when 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 I, when I started listening to this album, I was trying to find and this is probably unfair to Chance, but you know that that 
article came out where you can where you could uh, win a Grammy off free music now. And so I was trying to find a song where thou had potential to win a Grammy. The first time I listened to it, and I was like, I think I'm ruining the album. <laughs> like I, was just, I was searching too hard, and that was one of the things that was, I was I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. Which song could really run for other songs? You know, with all great albums that's coming out this year, does he really have a chance? Because he, no pun intended, but <laughs> he's the only one who has free music that's that could qualify. I feel like this, they should have named this after him, you know, because he's one of the only people to me who puts out free music that's on another level, as on on the level of albums. So I meant to say that at the beginning, but. That's one of the things that I was really searching for um, in this album. And then I can get to which one I think could be. You know, I um, Chance is definitely, I would say, the most famous unsigned artist. Like, unsigned independent artist right now. Um, and the article you were mentioning was, there was a petition... Um, to include, I talked about it last week, um, to include music that people give out for free, the people who are unsigned and independent who aren't with the label, there was a petition to make that eligible for Grammys, um, and it needed 25,000 signatures, I think they're going for 50 now, because they got the 25, and I think I did read that the Grammy said that they would definitely consider it, and I mean, that this entire movement is centered behind chance because it's like he's the he's who we're talking about the music he's putting out is what we want it deserves a grammy and acid rap i think deserved a grammy but even more so this project does it's so cohesive it's the message is there the music is amazing um the entire thing is fantastic and i think I think he the entire project has a chance to win a Grammy. I can't think of a hip hop album that's dropped this year that was better than this. Like this is already as far as hip hop, this is already I think that the best rap album of the year. Now it's it's it's, it's only May, so but it's been a lot of people with stuff out already. Yeah. So. Like a lot of people have already dropped. Drake dropped already. Um, Big Sean technically dropped with Janae Aiko. Um, Kendrick technically dropped. Oh, right. Kendrick dropped that, that untitled Unmastered. Um, uh, what's his name? ASAP Ferg dropped. Um, there's been a lot of, of hip hop albums that have dropped, you know, in this five months. But I, I think Chance is a, is ahead of them all. But, um, so yeah, he started off the, the project really good. Let's move to the next song. Which was no problem. Now, you know there. One of the things about Chance is he's very relatable. He's very relatable, and he has songs for everybody on this mixtape. Um, and so there are some songs on the mixtape that are clearly for the people who just want a Chance song to like turn up at a party and dance to. Because there are some songs on there, like the next one we'll talk about, which is Summer Friends. And like, there's some songs that aren't like dance turn up songs. Like, Chance gets deep in a lot of his songs. But No Problem, 
No problem is for the people who just want to crank it up in their cars and just like wild out. Um, my favorite part about it is the fact that the entire melody is created by just voices. Like the whole melody that's in the background that's like flowing in and out is just like all of these voices singing together and harmonizing and it's like a choir. And it's, it's that as the like leading melody and then there's like bass and everything else and I I thought that was fantastic. Um Two Chains and Lil Wayne delivered some really good verses. Now, um Wayne's was more topical than Two Chains cuz Wayne is actually going through some label issues. <laughs> um but I mean, the whole first lines is if one more label try to stop me, it's going to be some dreadhead niggas in the lobby. And that was perfect. It was. And and Wayne came through Two chains came through. Both people who were some dreadhead niggas. I mean, let's be real. Um, <laughs> um, but one interesting thing, he he did a Reddit like ask me thing where they could ask him questions the day the project dropped. Um, and somebody asked him if there was a Big Sean or if there was going to be a Big Sean collaboration on the project. And he said there was one on the project, but they stopped him. Like so, I guess he had a song with Big Sean. But because he was putting the project out for free, um, you know, they wouldn't allow him to put that on the tape. So, like, he's he's not messing around. Like, he's for real. Like, the labels are out here telling him, like, we own your friends. And, like, you know, you can't... Basically. Yeah, like, you can't put out this music for free with our artist. So, he's facing some challenges in that. But I think he delivered a pretty great anthem to combat that. This song was funny to me. It started out funny with the big fella and the dude with the with the hello. I, I see it on Facebook, but it could have been vines with the uh, big fella where he's talking about you know from his wallet's perspective, from different perspectives or our inner thoughts and stuff. Yeah, his name is Haha Davis. He's a comedian from Detroit. Yeah. And uh, that that was really funny. How he had that. I don't know if that was him. Or one of or one of Chance's friends who just mocked him and used it throughout. No, it wasn't. That was really funny. Um, other than that, the song was pretty good to me. I feel like all three of them can relate, even from back when Two Chains had his issues, or back when Teddy Boy's last Two Chains <laughs> had his issues with labels back in the day. Lil Wayne right now and Chance, from his perspective of being. Um, unsigned by choice, so I think this album was real. I mean, this song was really good to me. This is one of my favorite songs, and it was just like one of you said, one of the songs you just crank up. Where some people may not appreciate the lyrics just because they like the beat and how it was going and the flow of everything, but if you did want to listen to the lyrics, he got some substance with it, you know. And especially if you know these artists and their background stories, this was a good one. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so the next song um, is Summer Friends. So Summer Friends features Francis, Francis in the Lights, who I actually knew who they, who they are or he is. Um, he toured with Drake back in like, like Thank Me Later days, like early Drake. Um, first Drake concert I went to um, back when I was at OSU, um, like back when Evan Turner 
was playing at OSU <laughs> and he like he like had Drake had Evan Turner up on stage like <laughs> like and he was like doing some song like that old uh, Francis in the Light opened for them and I don't know if you know who Boney Vare is um or Justin Vernon he was featured on on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy a lot with Kanye um but I think Francis gives some really good Boney Vare vibes on this um, this entire song reminds me of Paranoia from Acid Rap. So, like, it was the second track of Acid Rap. It was Pusha Man, and then the song, like, kind of, like, turns into this, like, slow song where he talks about, like, Chicago and how, like, there's all this violence and stuff. Um, this song was kind of like Paranoia too to me. Because, you know, he's reminiscing on his days in Chatham, which is a place on the south side here in Chicago. And how, you know, summer friends don't stay. Because, you know, when it gets hot outside, the, the violence kicks up. The murders, you know, start. So, you know, the summers ain't the same. He's reminiscing on when summers used to be about, you know, eating fruit chews and, like, going to Blockbuster and all that type of stuff. But now, like, the summers is where you got to watch out. Because people's packing heat on the streets just doing whatever. Um... I thought this song was amazing. It's one of my favorites on the on the project. Um, when he when he sits back and re and reflects on what's going on in his city, he's usually at his best. So I thought he really he really did a good job of capturing what it's like to live on the south side of Chicago once again in this track. Yeah, uh, I like I like this song too because uh, you know. It was just real chill, and like you said, when he talks about Chicago, that's when he he really does deliver some some um, some things that make that really relate to the people from Chicago. And when I talk to some people who listen to you know Chance the Rapper, you know they just like the song, but they really don't know what he's talking about in extent. Just like we don't know each you know rapper or artist that's from another city when they go into detail about certain things in the neighborhood. So this one was this one was really nice. And I know my girlfriend, she's from Sammy Night from Chatham, so this is like her favorite song when I talk to her. And you know, especially when they were like seven nine, seven nine, seven nine, But <laughs> so, but yeah, so this was this was a smooth one. And it, it really does make you think and for me personally, it just makes you it really makes you reflect on, you know, the crime rates and everything that goes on and by it being, you know, technically the beginning of the summer. And so it just make you reflect. It's, it's almost like, you know, to me, actually, I, I thought of this song as a, as a warning almost like, you know, because the summer is coming up, you know, summer friends don't last. So it's kind of like, you know, you, you cherish what you have now, your friends, have fun, be careful type thing. That's how I interpret the song because of it being, you know, technically, for me, the semester just ended last week, so I'm like, all right, I'm about to go home, <laughs> you know, so that was, I really liked this song, and so he, he really did have some, some things to think about. Then, of course, he had Jeremiah in there from Chicago as well, same area, well, no, not the same, he's closer to me, uh, Morgan Park, so. Um, yeah, but it, just a few vocals at the end, you know how Jeremiah do, he don't want too much, <laughs> give him the vocals, give him a little taste, and, you know, and that's what he's good for, I like hearing Jeremiah on songs all the time, especially when he just stay 
with the chorus and his lane, what they use him for. So this was a good, this is a good track to me. Yeah, and um, that's that was another thing. Chance is really, he's really good at getting the best um, out of his features. Like, you know, one of the qualities of good artists is when you have people featured on your projects that they're there for a reason and that what they give um, fits. And, you know, it fits with what you're doing. And every feature, every person that Chance picked um, for the project, I thought was was great decision making. Nobody, no pick was wrong. Like everybody did their job, um, and you know the album is so rich in people and sounds because of how many people he has delivering vocals, like in the background and like coming in. And there are people who are who like famous people who have background vocals, and we'll talk about that in like the last few songs. Um, that you don't even think about, which is also something that reminds me of Kanye, because, you know, all of the lights, like, the average person doesn't know that all of the lights features, like, 13 vocalists. Like, <laughs> like, Elton John, Fergie, Alicia Keys, Rihanna, they're all in all of the lights. Like, you know, Kanye, Kanye and Chance are similar in the way that, like, they, as far as creativity goes and sound, they want to get the best sounds, get all these people together to collaborate and make this amazing thing. And, um, you know, Chance says in one of the songs, um, Kanye ain't signed, I'm Kanye's best prodigy, which I, I, I feel like he meant protege, but he said prodigy. Um, he said he ain't signed me, but he's proud of me. Uh and I was, and so, like, he clearly looks up to Kanye and Kanye's work, and I think that he's taken a lot from what Kanye has done, and I think he is the right person to carry on, um, you know, from the creative side, um, some of what Kanye's doing. Not, not like Kanye can be creative on his own, but it's clear that you need someone a little bit younger to, like, carry on the legacy that Kanye has created as a Chicago artist. Um... So the next song is Drum Sing Special. So Drum is, uh, I don't know if he's from Chicago. I don't think so. Um, but he was also, he was featured on the last social experiment project, Surf. Um, he did a song called Caretaker. Similar to this, it's like a song that was like a minute or so, um, giving him a chance to shine. He's also the person that made the cha-cha. I like to cha-cha. That song goes hard. Um, but this song is him in it and L Varner, who I haven't really heard from in a while. You know who L Varner is? No, I really don't. You remember that, um, man, she hasn't put out that much music, so it's hard to, like, give you an example. You know that song, Refill? It's like, can I get a refill? Can I get a refill? <laughs> that song. <laughs> That's L Varner. Yeah, 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 her. Um, so she's in this song, and this song is just called Special. It's real short. It's basically drums talking about, like, you are very special, you're special to me. I, I had two thoughts about this song, all both of them good. The first one was that it kind of reminded me of a song you would hear on, like, Barney or something like that. Like, no shade. Like, this is all good. Like, it sounded like a song that, like, you know, at the end of Barney, 
as they're about to go off, you would get all the kids together and they would sing this like, you're so very special. Like, <laughs> like I can just picture Barney as a dinosaur just like swaying to this. Um, the second song, the second thing is that it, it seemed to play right off of another song from Acid Rap. He had a song on Acid Rap called Everybody's Something. Yeah, and it's it's like the same theme. They were both kind of kind of short, but as far as the theme and like uplifting other people, um, they were they were they connected um, in that regard. What did you think about this one? Um, yeah, you stole the words straight out of my mouth. In terms of the last two songs, reminding me of something that could have been or uh, hinting towards something that could have been on acid rap. With the uh, everybody's somebody's everything that mm-hmm. song, um, I think he he's a big you know supporter of you know self confidence and self worth and having fun and everything, but nonviolent type dudes, and that's really rare for artists in Chicago. Uh, and so I really do appreciate him uh, appreciate him for songs like this. Um, I, I just like it because I know his, even I mean I know he's speaking to the people who listen to his music and the people and sometimes I feel like he's speaking to only people from Chicago but I uh, feel like he's not just talking to you know regular people but even celebrities sometimes because it's a lot of things I read where it's celebrities that really do go through you know things that we wouldn't imagine them to go through, such as, you know, um, depression and having suicidal thoughts and dealing with issues that we don't think they would deal with because they, we, in our eyes, we think they have everything. So um, that's one of the things that I thought about with this song, just being, to, to anybody can relate to a song like this. Anybody can sing this to your best friend, your girlfriend, your mama, you know, anybody. So... Uh, I really do like this song, and I feel like, you know, he just speaks to people through songs like this, and uses this song, has a song like this on every one of his mixtapes, where he's letting people know that, you know, you are special, you know, and it can just be him talking to you in your headphones, you know, type thing, or he could be talking to his newborn baby, you know, it could be like anything, so I really do like this song, even though it was a minute or so, the shortest week. I'm glad you brought that up um, because it does seem a lot throughout this mixtape that a lot of this um, can be also in, interpreted as him speaking directly to his daughter. Because, um, you know, somebody asked him in the question thing, like, um, about a certain song. Like, it seemed like you were, like, doing, speaking directly to her. And he's like, he was like, yeah, pretty much everything is about her at this point. So that's definitely true. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was also cool. And I can definitely see that, that, um, you could take this a different ways and the entire project has like an underlying message and it's very uplifting. Um, and yeah, there are a lot of times where it was like, you know, this is a Chicago project, like all the references to Chicago, um, in references in general, like Chance has found a way to say to talk about a lot of very adult things, but 
he mixes in so many references from you know our generation and like things we know like he made like three harry potter references like he he talked about needing he wanted the water from space jam like um he talked about blockbuster and and heralds and all this type of stuff and um i think that is one of the things that made this project so relatable and so special to a lot of people is because you anybody can find something in this project to love and when you can reach everybody on that level you really have something serious in a project um so let's jump to the next one blessings um what do you think about blessings i like blessings uh another you know church still got the choir um I don't know. I feel like, you know, just being grateful, you know, how I got from this song is just basically being grateful for what you have and, you know, type thing. And from his perspective, I thought he was, the first time I heard it, I thought he was once again talking about like his, his baby in terms of blessings, you know, falling in his lap or whatever. Because it, it might have been, and I'm speaking out of ignorance, it might have been unexpected him having a baby mm-hmm. but you know a baby is a blessing so he was like it's just falling in his lap but he's gonna take it as a blessing and run with it because clearly he's not ashamed of it and you know he loves his baby and that's his his world right now so that's how I perceived um, this song and uh don't be mad that's what <laughs> <I'm gonna find>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like this song <laughs> Yeah, um, he really, so I felt like there was always um, a point where he brought the gospel back in. So he had like heavy gospel and then it kind of like simmers to a constant and then he brings it up heavy. And, you know, it was like this roller coaster of gospel just like intertwined throughout the entire project. Um, And this, he first interpolates Fred Hammond's song, Let the Praise Begin, which... Um, pers- I remember like, like me, you, and like Ben, like listening to this song all the time because like somebody was like real big on Fred Hammond. I don't know if it was Uncle Craig or if it was Ben or somebody. It was definitely my mom. It was, definitely it was okay, cause I, I remember like Fred Hammond used to always be playing over there, especially this song because this is one of Fred Hammond's best songs. Um, so when I heard him like interpolate that, and I mean he performed this on Saturday Night Live. Um, and he brought Byron Cage up to like perform it with them, and it's like, yo, gospel all the way, all the way. Um, and there's really there's something about gospel music in you know in general that's just very inviting, and as like when you get like the best gospel singers, they always sound good. The choirs always sound amazing, and we'll talk about Kirk Franklin's choir in a few songs, but um. Yeah, there were a lot of like Christian allusions and references in this one. A lot of scripture um, all through um, the entire track. Jamila Woods, who is the girl that sings Sunday Candy, also from Chicago. Um, she She's the one that's singing the, the chorus on this. Um, Donnie Trumpet, he takes off on this one. Um, he, he has like a little like trumpet solo. Um, toward the like end of the song, that was dope, 
And then there was a point, um, there was a point where Chance did this alliteration um, in the song. It was with the word for. Hold on, let me see if I find it. So he said, I'm at war with my wrongs. I'm writing four different songs. I never forced you to forfeit it. I'm a force to be reconciled. They want four-minute songs. You need a four-hour praise dance performed every morn. Like, just the, the alliteration with that, like, four-part like I didn't even like recognize like how many times he had like stuck that in there until like a few listens like later and I was just like, Man, that is bars. It's bars. <laughs> it's bars. Good God. <laughs> he yeah, he, he killed it. This was a this was a really good song. Um So the next song, there's been a lot of controversy over the next song. Um, same drugs because a lot of people um critics alike have thought that he was actually talking about like drugs like we don't do the actual same drugs no more but he tweeted out because i guess he had been hearing a lot about it he was like yo same drugs is not about drugs (laughs) so um so what i think he's talking about so same drugs there are two theories that i have about about what he's doing here. So he makes a lot of Peter Pan references, right? Because um, he talks about Wendy. Wendy's the girl, the name he gives to the girl that he's talking about. And Wendy is also the girl from Peter Pan. Um, and he talks about um, a girl he used to know. They're not interested in the same things. Not necessarily drugs, but they're just, they're not on the same level anymore. She's grown up and moved on. He never thought, you know, he thought that the window would always be open for him to come back. And that would be cool, but they're in two different places. Um, And I thought, and it was very central to the whole Peter Pan thing, because in Peter Pan, you know, um, when you grow up, you forget about all these other things, like Neverland, they had all these adventures, yada, yada. But then everybody didn't want to grow up. And what Chance is talking about in this song is like, you know, he had this friend, um, this girl, who, you know, they promised they wouldn't grow up, he would come back, but he came back, the window was closed. She had grown up and moved on. Um, so I thought it was interesting how he mixed those, uh, that Peter Pan story into this one. But then there's also a second theory that I, that I have, because it kind of reminds me of Kanye's Homecoming. And, you know, the girl was named Wendy, and the first thing I thought when I heard it was Windy City until I heard all the Peter Pan references. So I was like, well, maybe he's talking about Chicago and maybe he's talking about how Chicago has changed over the years um, and how, you know, the Chicago he used to know is much different than this Chicago. It's grown into something different that he doesn't like. And I don't know, it might be a stretch, but I feel like you could make the case um, for both. And maybe he made it ambiguous on purpose. Um, what do you think about this song? That that really just that 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 lit a light bulb in my head. I don't <laughs> even know what like how to come up after that second thing because the things that he's saying because it, I thought it was I didn't know how to interpret this song um, because I was thinking pretty much closed minded when he was talking about saying drugs. I mean because we're coming after acid rap. So I'm like, I don't know mm-hmm. how to interpret the other than drugs. Um, 
And then when he had, I mean, clearly he was talking about a woman. In my head, I was like, clearly he's talking about a woman. And then um, I forgot her name who came in with the vocals in this song to help him out with it. And so I was like, okay, so it has to be about his relationship with somebody and drugs is intertwined with it, you know, but he doesn't do it anymore, maybe because of whatever reasons, professionalism, having a, co- a kid, you know, being alone, who, who knows. But the Windy City reference was, was cold to me because he was saying, you know, they don't do the same things anymore, nobody does the same things along the lines of what you was just saying and then a few times he kept saying like don't forget the happy thoughts you know to make them try to come back you know because a lot of people once they get big which I don't blame them you know they move out of Chicago and move their parents out of Chicago and everything like that and so that's maybe what he has but you know being from Chicago I don't see you know he does Honestly, the reason why a lot of people respect him is because he's doing the, basically the same thing. Like he wasn't, like he's not big anymore. Like he, like he's huge and he's doing kind of the same thing. Street music, still mm-hmm. having a lot of appearances and stuff like that. Still repping Chicago to the fullest. Even the little small gangs he was in. <laughs> you know, I ain't gonna go into that. But <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, but that's just. So he's doing and repping the same thing. So, you know, that may be something on his end. But I, I like that theory a lot more than what was in my head and thinking it was just about real drugs and a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as far as, like, the vocals, who was behind it, um, got a shout-out. He had Aaron Allen Kane behind him. The Chicago Children's Choir made an appearance again. Macy Stewart, Seema Cunningham, they were all um, vocals behind him. But yeah, um, Chance also said that this was the hardest song he had to write on the project and that there were also like 20 different versions. So it seems I think that he made it he made it the way it is on purpose for us to like interpret it in different ways. Um, So, you know, there might not be one right answer. Um, But, you know, it's one of those songs that makes you think and I can always appreciate a song like that. Um, so the next song, Am I the Only Nigga Still Care About Mixtapes? Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what'd you think about Mixtape? Mixtape was the song with Young Thug and Lil Yachty. <laughs> Lil Yachty. Oh, man. I like the song because it's about the Chance did his thing, but 
I think he did okay, but I feel like compared to Young Thug, anybody is okay at that point. Um, <laughs> I just don't like him, man. But I know you, you got to get people that's hot on your um, on your mixtape, on your album. And so he's hot at the time, unfortunately. So, um, But I like this song, man. It's, it's one of those things where you crank up the volume after the same drugs. He brought you kind of down. And then it, it just turns you right back up, you know, uh, get your, you know, the bass going. That's just all I can say about this song. Uh, it's funny. I thought it was funny just because, you know, he really takes this mixtape stuff serious, this free music stuff serious. So um, a lot of people are going with the easier route and everything like that. So I thought this song was funny when, you know, that type of what type of person he is. So, uh, it's on you now, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so over the past month, maybe two months, um, I've come to, I won't, I won't, I won't even say that I like Young Thug because I don't, oh, I, don't I don't, I don't really, I don't really like what he brings to the table. But what I can say is I understand the appeal of Young Thug. Like, hip-hop is heading... Well, it's already there, but it's in a place where... And I think this is central, um, at least in my eyes, to the, the, the title of this project. But it's essentially in a place where coloring outside of the lines or doing um, these different things in hip-hop, the things that aren't natural to what hip-hop is, um, what I'm calling coloring outside of the lines and the theme of this project, has become popular. Young Thug, you know, you can, you can, usually you can't understand what he's saying. Um, usually he's not saying anything. He's just making noises. But there's something about the way that he quote-unquote raps, um, that's appealing to people like he he takes hip-hop and he challenges in that he's not sticking to the script and chance isn't sticking to the script um and i think that that's something that chance wanted on this song it's also fitting that young thug young thug and lil yachty neither of them have released like an actual album like all of young thugs um things so far have just been commercially released mixtapes um, so it was fitting for Chance to include them on this project, and yeah, uh, uh, Young Thug is definitely hot right now. So that was that was a good pick. Um, this song was produced by Styx, who is actually the drummer in Social Experiment. Um, he produced this track. Um, yeah, I thought it was decent. It's another track for the people who just want to turn up. Um, also interesting is that since. So the album is exclusive on Apple Music for two weeks, and then it's going to be everywhere. So I think there's actually a possibility that because it was released through Apple Music exclusively, that it might be eligible for Grammy stuff, which is interesting. I, I, I can't say that for sure, but I have a hunch that it might be eligible because of how it was exclusively released through Apple Music. So we'll see, but... um. I mean, if Chance is the only one that still cares about mixtapes, then, I mean, people need to care a little bit more because he's killing it. Um, 
so the next song we've heard before is Angels. He released it a, a while ago, actually. Um, performed it in a bunch of different places. Um, it fits in perfectly with the album. Um, it it worked very well as a single song. Like when we got it months ago, it was a perfect song. I didn't even actually expect it to be on the project. Like I thought it was just one of those songs he was dropping to give us some music, but it was on the project and it fit perfectly. It's very cohesive. The vibe is great. It's definitely a summer song. Like this is a song that you can put on while you're driving down the street and everybody will turn their head. Like Angels is a dope song. Like if this was a like this is the song that would be the radio the radio hit off of off of this project. Still jukes. Like it was like everybody has memories of going to that at least in Chicago, it was a popular thing. Like going to the skating rink, you know, you know, meeting up with the with the girl, you know, even if you can't skate like me, you know, going over and, you know, hollering, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a pastime and chance he he really captured that um in this song. And the song itself is a real juke jam. Like you can juke to this song. You can put this song on in the bedroom and, you know, get it popping. Like it's he he made a jam for real, for real. Um now when I first when I first uh, after like a few listens, you can kinda hear the interpolation of R. Kelly's feeling on your booty, um, especially in the chorus. Um and I didn't really think that it was on purpose. I thought it just kind of happened. But um, after talking to a bunch of people, Karen included, um, I definitely think that it was on purpose. Um, but that's a, definitely a cool interpolation. R. Kelly, of course, also a Chicago native. Um, what else did I have about this song? Oh, and um, shout out to Tokyo. Tokyo is also a Chicago artist. Um, he's the one that really does the um, hook. And Justin Bieber made an appearance on this song, and he sounded great. Honestly, Justin Bieber needs to do more R&B singing. Like, let go of the pop. I know that's how you make your money. You're killing it. But every song that I've heard Justin Bieber sing, like, as an R&B song has been flames. Like, Confident was good. He came out with, like, a few songs maybe a couple years ago, like Heartbreaker, All That Matters, and all that stuff. And they were dope songs. Um... But yeah, this was a this was a smooth jam, too smooth. Yeah, I like I love this song, man. I I had my memories of going to the rink, flashing my head. You know, last time I was there, I lost my Vince Carter jersey. Don't ask me why, <laughs> but you know, it was this brought back memories, man. Cause it used to be super hotter, and it used to be so much fun. You got to get rats from your mom and dad trying to convince them to get you up there. Um, I think the the hook was perfect with JB and Tokyo. I didn't know anything about Tokyo. Um, but they did their thing on the hook. I really like it. And you, you hit it right on the key. My stepdad, R. Kelly, you know. <laughs> I knew feeling on your booty was in this song. I knew it was. And that's probably what led me to like this song so much. But, you know, it's cool. I, I'll let everybody... I'm not going to go into R. Kelly right now. I'll let everybody live. But, you know, but this song was, was cold. And I like... I think they did that intentionally. Um, I'm 
surprised he didn't have anything to do with the song. But I feel like if, if the song was a little bit more freakier, then I would have been like, oh, this was like R. Kelly. But yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I think they just used his little thing um, from Feeling on Your Booty and made it, uh, make this song a little bit, a little bit cool because it was like, it was like a slow jam type thing. And, you know, it just brought you back because you really don't think about those are memories you don't even think about anymore. I know. Going, like, juking at parties and stuff, being a kid, going to the reef. Like, I know, man. Like childhood. We too grown, You man. don't even think about it anymore. So, like, this one of those where Chance does, you know, bring up the history and those me- memories of being in Chicago and that childhood. And that's what I like about this song. And I like that the people... His features just like you said, use their full their best potential on here for what he needed them for. It made the song better and enhanced his already like dope lyrics to make the song better. So I, I really do like this song though. Yeah, definitely. Alright, so the next song, um it's a very short song. This one is called All Night. Now First thing I I thought of when I heard this track was this is Chicago house music all day. Um the song was produced by Kay Trinata, um and it also features um Haha Davis that comedian uh talking about you ready big fella? You not a drinker big fella. <laughs> um but the vibe, the vibe on this song is it's it's like none other like it's made for you to dance like he even says it in the song like this is a dance song he wanted this to be playing in clubs he wanted this to be playing in parties for people to be making up dance moves to it um he captured the the house sound like perfectly um and i and i think it's just the right length like it didn't need to be like a full out four minute song you know he gave us like like two minutes of this like dance house song and I thought it was perfect. What'd you think about All Night? Uh, I really like I really like All Night. You basically said everything I want to say, just a, a party mix you could dance to. It can it can be for the pop. You can play in any club type thing. And this one one of the songs I feel like that can make it to the the pop radio station. It can play with both radio stations but in terms of R&B and rap and the pop, but mainly the pop, if it does make it to the radio. But yeah, this is just fun. The kids can dance to it. This is one of those songs you can have at your cookout type thing, yeah. house party type thing. So I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like it's it's perfect for those summer situations where you just need like a quick song to get everybody up. You know what I mean? Um so the way I I saw this or the way I like took this was you know you had Juke Jam and All Night which could easily be like you know that Saturday night music before you have to get up for church in the morning. So he gave us those songs and then immediately the next song after them was How Great. And so I was like, okay, I think this is like, yo, you went out on Saturday night, you was juking at the rink, you was dancing, and then Sunday morning, you was in church by 10 a.m., you know what I mean? All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's genius. That's genius. So How Great, I think, is easily my favorite song on this project. Um, 
he so he said that this was his favorite song to record on the whole project. His grandmother had passed, I think, a few weeks before they recorded it. And I guess at the service or at something, his cousin, Nicole, who's featured on this song, she sang How Great, which is a song by Chris Tomlin, gospel singer. And he he fell in love with how she sang it. He had her come in and record it, and they did a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so the gospel, the gospel in this is just like perfect. All the voices that come together with his cousin to harmonize on this, like how great is amazing. You know, the entire album is very gracious and thankful for all the blessings that he's been given. Um, and that's definitely an underlying theme and he really takes it up on this song. I think when the beat drops and it give, gives you his verses, I think this is one of the best verses he's ever done. You know, it's full of scripture, it's full of meaning. Um, uh, and then of course he got Jay Electronica on a track. There's not many people who can pull Jay Electronica out of hibernation to give them a verse. Cool thirty two like, bars. Hey, here, take all these bars, use these up, and you did like man, man. But go ahead, continue. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, yeah, I think, I think this song, uh, perfectly captures um the gospel feel he was trying to give on this project. Um, it fit in perfectly with everything else. That's the thing. This, for an album that you know, is painted with so many colors. There's so many different types of things. Like, you got house over here. You've got um, juke over here. You've got gospel over here. You've got hip-hop over here. You've got trap over here. You've got soul over here. He has all these different colors in this coloring book. Um, and he's not sticking to the script. He's coloring outside the lines. But yet, the picture that you get at the end is just perfect. Like, this is a, I, I couldn't find one flaw with this project. Um, and it's amazing how he has so many different styles right next to each other, but they all flow perfectly. Um, and I think that's a credit to him and his vision and definitely a credit to his production team. Um, but this, this, this song is fantastic. What'd you think about How Great? I, I like this song. Another one of those songs that, that took me to my roots. And he also, you know, I figured this song had a lot of meaning to it because he let the song play out in its entirety. Like, at least had, like, one or two verses of the original How Great song. And uh, I really, I don't know why I appreciate it that much, you know, because sometimes, you know, you be missing that. The, the roots, you know, you be missing that oomph uh, from the church or whatever. So uh, that, was a, that was really good to me. Also... I don't know why, I don't know why people think Jay Electronica is weak. Like, that man got bars, man. I don't know why people be trying this dude. Like, like he's just somebody to play around with, man. I know he didn't put out that album yet or whatever project he's been working on for a number of years, but this man ain't nothing to fool around with, man. Like, he delivers some serious bars in here. So did Chance. And you just felt, you know, you really, to me, I felt the passion behind it. And 
just another thing to be uh, with, with chances has that consistent things to be appreciative about, you know, things to be grateful for. Um, and that's what this album and what he delivered in this song. So, uh, man, I, I really did like this song. And I thought, I thought they was just going to have this song kind of like uh, sing special, drum sing special, and it just play out the whole way. But when it surprised me when the beat dropped and they sampled and they made Jay Electronic come in with with some verses, I was like, man, this song cold. Like, this song was cold to me, man. And that's all I can say. I, I really did like this song. Yeah, man. Um, I I get I definitely get what you mean. Like after like a minute or so of them of the choir singing, I was like, okay, so this is just. This is just, I wasn't even really paying attention to who was featured. I was like, oh, so they're just going to sing this. It's going to be kind of like an interlude. But then that beat dropped, and I was like, whoa. And the beat fit in perfectly. Like, it it was very, very well done. Um, to your point about Jay Alec, he has brought a lot of the hatred upon himself. Now, the thing is, here's what happens. He promises this album, I don't know, like eight years ago. It's pretty much like Dr. Dre's Detox. Um... It doesn't come. He blesses us with a verse every now and then that shuts us down where we're like, yo, Jay Electronica is the truth. But then he does stuff like comes at Kendrick, says Kendrick is weak and all of this stuff. It has beef with Kendrick. And then everybody's against him. Between that and not coming out the album, we're like, man, forget Jay Electronica. And then he drops a verse like this and you're like, man, dude is too good. So he needs to get his his stuff together and drop the album so we can so we can stop hating on him and just allow us to appreciate how great of a lyricist he is. He's a real MC. Um so the next song is Smoke Break. Um now I'm going to let you start with this one cuz I know you were <laughs> you were talking about it earlier. <laughs> uh I, I like I like this song. You you just hot right now. He got future here. Uh, I I love I, I love Chance part. I don't I'm not really a fan of Future's part, just cause he went back to his you know turn off the lights. So I'm looking for yeah he you did know, with the more singing like the auto tune cranked up to the max you know. Uh, but Chance two verses was cold to me, and uh, it's just basically saying you know. To me, in these relationships, you know, you just, you're not having fun, you're cracking a smile, you're working all the time, you, both of y'all working all the time, y'all just need time for yourselves, so I know it doesn't really mean smoke break, but, you know, generally a smoke break is when you're working all the time, you just need 10 minutes to just have time to yourself, like you said, and so he was just saying, you know, he'll just take care of his girl, you know, give him a massage or whatever, <laughs> crack your back, you know, just relax because we deserve it. We've been working hard. So I, I I like this song and the song that came after because I, the timing when I first heard it was during the final two. So, like, everything crazy, everything is coming all together at once. You're really not getting sleep. You know, you're working, still working. Uh Damn there full time. So it's like you just really do need that time. And I know everybody's different in how heavy they work. 
but you know, I felt like this song was real nice how they went to the the break thing, just relax for a second, and that's kind of you know in the flow of everything, you know, from like you said the juke in the all night, you know, and then you go to God on the Sunday, and then to me, because you have me thinking like, what do you do on on Sunday? You know, after you go to church, so you basically just sleep and chilling, like mm-hmm. prepare for the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I really did. I really did like this song and that's it. But I, I don't know. Future was decent. I'm not that big of a Future fan. He went to me. He went like further than when he was on his, in his prime with the from when I first met Future. And it was a lot of singing in there. And the auto-tune was, like, strung together. It was all, like, meshed together every word type thing. But, you know, it worked with this song to the point where he didn't ruin the song. Yeah. Like, I feel like Young Thug kind of did. But we have to give Young Thug. We already passed it. <laughs> I'm just not a fan. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's all I have to say. I just really appreciate this song. So. Yeah, I feel you. And I, I think it definitely, you know, again, says something to the fact that Chance can make a project like this that's so gospel-influenced, that has all these different influences, and at the same time have Future, 2 Chains, Lil Wayne, Young Thug, Lil Yachty, all on the same project, but the project doesn't suffer because of it. I think that's pretty amazing. Um, so, Finish Line slash Drown. So it's two songs in one. We'll start with Finish Line. Um, I thought the the vibe off from this song was just great. It You can't help but be in a good mood um, after listening to Finish Line. He got the saxophone in the background, the vocals. T-Pain is coming in with the vocals. It's got a horn breakdown. It's really good music. You know? I'm just really proud of Chance that, you know... From where he started with 10 Day, I wouldn't have guessed that, you know, he would be making the music that he's making right now. Um, it's just too dope. So what did you think about the first half of this song, Finish Line? I like it, man. I was a huge, and still am a huge fan of T-Pain. So I always like hearing T-Pain's uh, voice helping out with the chorus and throughout the song. Um, kind of like I said with, last, with the last song, with it being... So close to that finish line during final week when I heard this song. Um, I feel like it's one of those songs where you, you just whistling in a good mood, birds chirping type thing, nice weather, windows down. Um, you know, I think this is where it gets to, like, that album where, you know, you don't mind your parents listening to. Uh, like, it's real family friendly for the most part. And so I, I like this this song especially and a few other songs in this album for that you know what I mean where yeah. I don't feel bad my my mom is listening especially um it's it's just really nice you know how he intertwined that gospel feel but it could be interpreted in a different way so of course just T-Pain just kills it to me <laughs> you know cause he always got the vocals ready so um, oh he really do and then Chance had his verse with a lot of energy. Like, first he was kind of chilled, and he had a lot of energy towards the second slash last verse of the first 
of the finish line piece. Yeah. So, I really liked it, man. Yeah. Um, and so then the second part, Drown. Drown kind of slowed it down a little bit. Um, right. And Drown got really gospel. So, you know, between Drown, the second half of the song, and the last song, which is a reprise of Blessing, he really, like, hit the gospel nail on the head. Like, it... He ended the song so gospel, so of the album so gospel. So, Drown had no name come in with a fantastic verse. She's been featured on Chance's projects before. She's a Chicago rapper. She's amazing. She had a fantastic verse that was very God centric. She was talking about all things God has done for her. Um, Aaron Allen Kane came in with her amazing voice. Kirk Franklin came in, asked Chance to let him in, and Chance gladly opened the door. Um, and I've, I've said this before, uh, when we talked about Kanye and ultra light beam, Kirk Franklin's choir is the epitome of a choir, whatever, whatever you want your choir to sound like, you need to be looking at Kirk Franklin's choir as, as your standard because they will turn any song into just pure joy. Like their voices are so angelic, like for real. Like they, I can't, you can't listen to their voices and not feel something. Like, like listening to them on Chance's project made me go for a little bit and like put on that Kirk Franklin album so I could just hear them sing because they're so good. And the fact that Chance was able to get them on the project, you know, he's a big fan of Kirk Franklin. He's one of his biggest inspirations. Um, so it's it's a big deal that he was able to get Kirk Franklin and that choir on his project. Um, so what do you think about the final half of this song, Drown? I love this song. Huge, huge uh, Kirk Franklin feel to it. You know, like Kirk Franklin, I feel like I had his hands all over this with his band. Whether it's just his band, it's, it's him, his choir. Like, it just sounds like he could have easily been on a Kirk Franklin album just like easy and uh and Kirk little ad-libs and you know come on you know his little thing yeah. um I love this song you know this is really a gospel song to me um starting with I forgot was that No Name no um No Name Gypsy yeah who, who kicked it off with the with the verse I really love her voice and it's like poetic like how she rapped is yeah. so poetic to yeah. me. Um, with her story and then Kirk Franklin and his choir just took over like the last like minute and a half of the song. It, like it was just, it was almost like it was just his song for real, like towards the end. And their choir is literally top notch, like you said. So I, I really do love this song. Uh just for that gospel feel, just for that relatable you know, story at the beginning. I really did and it was it started off real chill, so, and then Kirk Franklin, that's how a lot of his songs are, they'll start off real slow, a slow gospel song, and then towards the end of the song, it'll kick up a notch when the horns come in, the drums move yeah. and everything like that, so, uh, I really did appreciate this song for that, and Kirk Franklin, and I can see, I can see, I didn't know that, that fans look up to Kirk Franklin, um, and that's his, like, he's a big fan of his, but I can really see that in how Chance rap, you know, because sometimes, that's all Chance do, especially when he perform. He's normally doing that Kirk Franklin, like, come on, or say a few words. And yeah. Of course, he'll rap, but he'll do that Kirk Franklin. And definitely, he always has a choir with him, too. So I can see how him and 
you know, Kirk Franklin, how he looks up to him, and that's one of his biggest fans. I mean, you know, artists that he likes to look yeah. up to. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely feel you. Um, you know, when if I had to, like, describe Chance to someone, I honestly would have to say that he's a mix between Kirk Franklin and Kanye West, um, which is a fantastic thing to be. It's a great place to be. Um, so the last track of the project is actually a reprise of Blessings, um, like the fifth track. So it's basically like a, a further breakdown of that song. Um Chance has amazing bars. Um, it's an amazing song. You know, he he raps his verse, and then the song kind of turns into um, a full out like choir uh, harmonizing uh, medley of an interpolation of that Fred Hammond song, "Let the Praise Begin." So in this, in the reprise, is where they really take like the same melody from Fred Hammond's track, and they they all just sing it. So he's got so many voices. So all the voices from before, he's also got Ty Dolla Sign, Rory, BJ the Chicago Kid, Donnie Trumpet, Anderson Pac. All of those voices are together to sing the final chorus where it's basically saying, are you ready for your blessings over and over again? Um, and it's it's the perfect ending to this, to this um, project that was so gospel rap. Um, and I thought it was interesting because when Kanye was going off on all his rants and stuff before The Life of Pablo dropped, like, he, he kept saying, like, yo, my album is a gospel album. Like, it's really a gospel album, like a gospel hip-hop album. And it it didn't really all the way turn out that way. Um, there was a few hints here and there. Uh, Chance's project, I think, um, was really what Kanye thought or wanted the life of Pablo to be um and I'm sure they were in they had all of these different sessions together and I really think that they influenced each other's albums because you know Chance did a lot of writing on the life of Pablo I think he worked on like four songs besides the one he was featured on um and so I honestly think that there was like there was a mesh there where like both of their projects I think influenced each other um and so I think that's really cool for someone who really looks up to Kanye and is like wants to be like the next Kanye for Chicago I think he really did a good job and this last song was a perfect you know period to this to this um project um I, I like this song I like this song for so many reasons I did I, I got a lot of what out of his verse on what he said, but most importantly, what I got was, you know, the the church feel continuing and how it ended, you know, it was kind of like a, I hate to get too, like, churchy, but it was kind of like altar call type sound at the end, you know, like, at the end of service, you know, basically when they're letting everybody leave, you know, when they playing music, you know, because it's, it's kind of inspiring, like, are you ready for your blessing? Like, you got this message, you know, now go on, you know what to do, be ready for the blessing after hearing this word that you about to get this week or whatever, you know what I mean? So I think that's the kind of feel to end it, you know, I hope you're ready uh, for, the, for the blessing you about to get or that you just got, 
you know, either way, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's what I felt like was a good capstone to this to this album. And it, it, in, in terms of this album in, in general, it's, it's hard, you know, I, it was hard for me to say anything negative about Chance and this album because Chance is not in a box, you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's easy for me to say something about, you know, uh, Drake, sometimes uh, Kanye, and other artists who had an album this year who I've talked about because um, Chance, like you said, he went from, from gospel to house party to slow jam to, to trap to, you know, everything. You know, he's not in, in one box, and he does everything so well and how creative he uses his voice and others in terms of features and, and stuff like that. And he's real close to people that in all aspects, from the soul part with the instruments and stuff like that, the bands and the choirs, like he, he goes all out, but in a subtle way, you see what I'm saying? And that's why I appreciate him so much in this album because he, he goes all out and he gets, he to me, he emphasizes that there are so many great artists out here that we don't know that could blow up uh, an album or that could, all they need is that chance to be on the album. There you go, with chance. <laughs> like, hey. all they need is that chance to be on the album. Unintended, or unintended. somebody else that's big to get their name out there because you named a whole bunch of people I never heard of that's from my city, that's <laughs> even worse, that, that can really sing. And they held their own in this in this album or all those specific um, tracks and so I mean I think he always has his ear to the streets and to um, I know my my play sister uh, Brittany she does poetry in Chicago and she was like Chance was at one of the studios she does poetry and she raps mm. and he was at one of the studios she was at and it was like it's crazy because he is in these different studios that are low-key in Chicago, that are big in Chicago. And he's he's he just sat and listened to her thing. You see what I'm saying? Wow. Sat and listened to the people before her and stuff like, that's just crazy because he went back to the places he used to go when he was trying to come up and do stuff. So it's just crazy, and I appreciate him for that. And that's how I feel like he finds people who he got on this album. Because, you know, it's so many people that can sing out here that can rap and do poetry that we know nothing about, you know. So he got the people that were big and he got the people that was maybe big in that city or big at this one place and he put them all together. And I, I love him for that, you know. Yeah, he's he's definitely an artist for the people. And one of the best things about him is the fact that the bigger he's gotten he's gotten closer to the people. Like, a lot of artists, once they get big, they kind of, you know, get mainstream, they get that money, they they fall off from, like, they lose start to lose some of that connection from the day ones and just the people who are their fans. But Chance has gotten closer, and I think that's one of the attitudes and characteristics that's going to, like, keep him going and make him sustainable in this game. Um... I think the last comment I want to make is as far as lyrics and bars I feel like he really stepped it up on this project like between just the wordplay 
and the message. I think just the way that he was able to make everything flow together and how mature he sounded on this project. Like, this was definitely his most mature project. Um, and I think he's doing good things for music, good things for Chicago, good, thing for ev- good things for everything. So, Coloring Book gets easily a 5 out of 5 for me. I, you know, I can't knock it. Point-wise, if there's nothing I can knock on the project, I think it's perfect. And barring some some crazy some crazy projects to come, it should absolutely win a bunch of awards. Like it's it's album of the year for me. Sorry, Beyonce, but honestly, this this album connected much better than Beyonce's album. Um, and maybe that's just because of how. Chicago it is like for the people who are from here we're gonna feel this album more than anybody like we we're the people who are really riding for chance but at the same time it's just a great piece of work and I gotta shout him out for that um so this album I don't see anybody right now unless they get an award based on clout you know what I mean yeah but He's, he definitely should be mentioned. Yeah. All right. Well, that has been the um, end of the Dig Deeper segment. Um, this um, hour long or so segment on Coloring Book Chance the Rapper. Um, got some good things coming. Um, the homie Joe is going to be in the same city um, <laughs> starting tomorrow. And we'll probably be making some um, weekly appearances um, on the pod. So we won't have to deal with all these weird audio issues. He'll be in the same room. It'll be a lot easier. Um, But yeah, I think that'll be an exciting thing for the podcast. Be able to get more of a conversation going through all the different segments that I usually do. Um, So yeah, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit for real. Um, You got any last words, bro? <laughs> you got any last words? Oh uh, no, man! Just get used to the voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's, are you ready for your blessings? That's what you're saying. you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't be mad. So that was um, the dig deeper segment and the conversation I had with my cousin about Chance the Rapper's coloring book. Um. Like I said, Joe will be joining the pod a lot more frequently now that um, he's in the shop for the summer. Um, I hope you all enjoyed that podcast. Continuing to work on things to make it better for you all. Um, it's a growing process. Um, I thank you all for listening. Please tell your friends. Um, subscribe on iTunes. Rate, review. Um, I'll see you all next week. Peace.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.